Warning! Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God! That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Today I am drinking my new current favourite Pucka Joy. It's the lemon and orange flavour. Oh, nice. Still loving that. I'm still drinking hot tea, even though the weather is so warm. It is. But, but do you remember when we were in India? Do you remember that they used to say, drink the hot tea to cool down? Do you remember that? Yeah, they said that in Hong Kong too. What's that all about? I don't think it makes any sense because you don't drink cold drinks to warm, to warm up. up. <laughs> like, but that you, I remember that. I remember in India, it was a particularly hot day. I think we were in Jaipur and I was sitting outside in the garden. I was like, oh, it was like this B&B or something. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, I'd love like a really like, well, see, that was the thing about India. Like oh. you really wanted a nice drink, but then you were afraid. To drink the to, ice. To drink the ice. Yeah. So then you're like, damn it. And then they'd be like, oh, you're hot. Oh, have have hot tea, cool down. And I'm like, what? No. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> um, it was a struggle there to know what to drink, wasn't it? Oh, was I'm a... so excited to have Indian tomorrow. Cannot, like, contain myself. Are you going to have hot it? tea with your Indian? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what I am going to have? What? If they still have it. I'm going to have a lassie. Oh. you know the, the yogurty drink thing? And it has to be yeah. the mango one I think it usually is mango oh, I love yeah. mango lassie mm. mm-hmm. so might good. get that if they have it yeah. yeah I tell myself it's like good probiotics you know, <laughs> you know it's like sugar cream and flavourings don't kid yourself oh I'm so excited so what are you drinking today Miriam I am drinking my Twining's ginger uh, my twining spiced, spiced ginger? ginger sorry yes spiced ginger Trice what are you doing for your me time for me time I'm actually going to apply a little bit of tan remover it's the he she tan remover and primer I think it just has like a lot of kind of like AHAs like I think there's glycolic acid it just kind of fruit acids to kind of lift that layer of tan off I thought I would well, I don't have much on. What I do have on my face right now, I'm staring at myself in my little mirror. I've got the Revolution Hydration Boost. It's lightweight hydrating gel cream. Oh, gel cream? Gel oh, nice. cream. Yeah, this is. it's like nice and light. It sort of feels like a creamier knockoff of your Neutrogena. Just funny, I was going to say that because I think the way they've branded that, the name sounds really similar like hydro and then the uh gel cream mine is called gel cream and it's called like hydro whatever mm-hmm. hydrating gel lightweight mm. i really like it for like a day cream right. like i wouldn't wear it at night but yeah maybe it's like a cheaper version of the one i well you know revolution is pretty cheap but i is like it, yes stuff. It i have ordered and i will report back oh wow this tan remover is really working that's amazing so i can report that this 
this is good. Do you know I got this for a pound? The tan remover? Yeah. I got this for a pound on their website. Wow. And then I walked into the store and it was like 20 quid in the <gasps> store. What? Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't want to let this secret out. <laughs> oh, wow. And Heishi, yeah. aren't they from Belfast? They are. That's why I like to buy Heishi. Yeah. I and like Once you told me that, I was like, oh, yeah. right, I'm going to buy them for yeah. next time. Yeah. So cool. And then their sister company, Tantastic, uh-huh. a lot cheaper. Um, but also, I mean, decent. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, nice to support people. Well, I was like, yes, I ordered some Revolution um I don't know if Dan will want me to say this, but he <laughs> has some acne on his back. Oh, back um, acne. Mm-hmm. So he, Revolution have this new body care line with oh. uh salicylic acid. So I thought I'd give it a go. They were like there was about three different products when they're about six pounds each on their website and I I I'll I'll be reporting back anyone out there that I've struggled with it in the past back can be hard because it's such a large surface area your back back. so these are like in shower products Mm -hmm. one of them is a spray for outside of the shower and one is like a toner that obviously that's leave on as well but they're big big bottles um because I don't want to go buy in him like an acne face wash he'll use that in like a couple of goes (laughs) on his back do you know what I mean yeah I guess yeah, I remember Jaren started using my, I just had like the St. Eve's with salicylic acid oh, in it. Yeah. And he was using it and he's like, this stuff is great. It like clears up my spots and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's got salicylic acid. He's got, oh, it's got acid in it. It's like, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> Hardcore. It's, it's but was, was it on his face? He was putting it on his face, yeah. Because he would get, oh, right, uh, okay. he would get like little pimples and stuff on his chin sometimes. And he was like amazed. And I was like, that's why I buy that one. It's like, oh, yeah. like I don't just pick one off the shelf. <laughs> I know it's not just soap. Right. That's what he thinks it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. So today's episode is a Patreon request from our new patron, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Um, I believe Sarah got married. Well, by the time this is released, she got married ages ago. But she looks lovely in her wedding photos. Oh, I must take a look. I love looking at wedding dresses. <laughs> I'm getting married this year as well. So I'm like wedding on the brain. <laughs> yeah. Sarah gave me, whenever I asked her what story she wanted, she gave me yeah. like 10 different people. <laughs> and I was like, okay. oh, I kind of love that. <laughs> she has, She had so many choices. So we narrowed it down to three, and then we narrowed it down to this one. And it is oh, a crazy... Yeah, this means it's good. It's crazy. I think you will okay. sort of know this guy. Like, I sort of knew, but I didn't know the ins and outs of him. Right, yeah. My knowledge is not... I, do you know what I think my problem is? I forget everything. I don't want a full <laughs> documentary, and I'll know the time they were born, and like I'll know everything about them, and then I'm just like, gone. Yeah, well, I can't even remember their name. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm bad too. Returning into Vera. I do think it's uh, genetic, I have to say. Oh, yeah. But then maybe we're also blocking out some bad stuff. Okay, Tris. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> it in. You don't want to remember everything. You know those people that remember everything and they hold grudges and they, you know. It's not this, it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> 
saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, right. So, honestly, I find it really hard to know where to start in this case. Like, because I usually like to give people like a benefit of the doubt, sort of like a nice background and sort of normalize them. But this guy, right off the bat, like I've got nothing good. So we're just, I'm going <gasps> to jump in. Okay. So again, like I said, you probably do know this guy. He was everywhere in the early 2000s. Um, and his name is Michael Philpot or AKA Mick Philpot. Nope. So Mick Philpot was born. I think it will come to you. Okay. Mick Philpott was born in 1956, Derbyshire, England. Oh, shit. I don't know how to say that. Is it Derbyshire or Derbyshire? Oh, Derbyshire sounds right to me. Okay. Derbyshire, England. Now, I couldn't find much about his early life. But um, I think, yeah, in his early 20s, he was in the army for a bit. And that, I think, is the most commendable thing I can find <laughs> about okay. this guy. I, can... I mean, it is. You have to be very... Um, the words are not common to me. Yeah, but I don't know if he was even <laughs> any good in the army. Like, I don't know if he did uh, well or... Well, if you can stick it out for a certain amount of time. Regimented is what I was looking for. Like, you have to uh-huh. be, you know... Yeah, I mean, if well, he that... stuck it out for, like, a year... I don't I'm... even know if he stuck it out. I don't know. Right, right, okay. It doesn't yeah. sound like he stuck it out. So, basically... Going to start right in, this guy's a dirtbag. In the late 70s, while in the army, Mick had been brutally abusing his girlfriend, Kim Hill. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Shooting her in the groin with a crossbow. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're like five minutes into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right, deep breaths. He shot her in the groin with a crossbow because he thought her dress was too short. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that was like close range as well. Because they're probably, probably just like in the house together. Yeah, oh, I'd say so. And then he just picks up a crossbow. Probably. What the hell? And shoots her in the groin. Yeah. Was there drink involved? Not that it's an excuse, but I just can't see a scenario where someone's like, do you like my outfit? And then they pick up a crossbow and like, what? Do you know what I mean, though? Did she come uh, home from a night out and he's sitting there drunk? I then, don't know. I'm not too sure. I can't. I just can't picture that scenario. The okay, thing is, you're right. giving him too much credibility that he doesn't deserve. Yeah. Okay. I'm try- <clears throat> I know I'm trying to. Okay. And I, know, I know. You're trying to humanize him. I tried. I'm, trying to, like, how, I'm just trying to like step, step me through it. Like, how did that night go? Like, what happened? You know what I mean? It's about to get worse. Okay. Um, on another occasion, he cracked Kim's kneecap with a hammer. Stop it. No. Mm-hmm. Because she was paying too much attention to the baby she was babysitting. <gasps> no. Yeah, man. And then, in July 1978, Mick, who was aged 21, attempted to murder the 17-year-old Kim. Well, I mean, it was heading there. Wasn't yeah. It? Kim had We definitely had... haven't covered this fella, by the way. We have not covered this fella. Okay. Because it was someone very similar. That's unfortunate. There's so many men like this. Yeah, but yeah, you're sure it's not. Yeah. Okay. 100%. All right. Kim had had enough and sent Mick a letter saying that she was leaving him. And while Kim was at home asleep in bed, 
Mick broke into her parents' house and stabbed Kim over a dozen times. I know. It's bad. Okay, she's going to die from that. No, this is the attempted murder. Oh. Yes. She got stabbed a dozen times and survived? Yeah. The 17-year-old Kim screeched in pain. Immediately, Kim's mother ran in to protect her child. She, too, was stabbed. Oh, my God. What about, no offence, but, like, what about the dad? I don't Is know. Is he not there? Don't know. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, Dan, run in. <laughs> like, that mom is brave, right? <gasps> right. Maybe there wasn't a man there. Maybe it was just the two of them in the house. Help. Yeah. Thankfully, Kim. What age is the man? Because she, she's 17. She's like a Mick, baby. What age is he? Mick is 21. Okay, he's not that much older than him. Okay. Thankfully, Kim and her mother survived. Kim suffered collapsed lungs. And a punctured bladder, kidney, and liver. Oh my god, he hit so many organs. Yeah. Like on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Like he was eating it for them. Oh my god. It's so fucked. Like it's so fucked. Oh my god. Mick was convicted of the attempted murder of Kim and grievous bodily harm with intent against her mother and was sentenced to. How many years do you think Stop. he got for stabbing a woman in fighting with Lord attempted, never attempted, happy with, yeah, attempted murder? Never happy it's, with no. it. It's never long because enough. to me, it's like never. Because to me, it was like to me, it's like in your head, you had already done the crime. Yeah, You're like it's done. I, I killed her. Yeah, but just because she didn't die doesn't mean you didn't do the thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get you. It's like, like you did. It. You your intention was there. Yeah. Yeah. And you tried you to tried. Do, you actually just failed yeah. like at your own goal, but like you tried to kill her, so your action would have died. Yeah. yeah, I mean like it's the same action. Like she could have died. Yeah. Like how is think? his action any less because she was strong? Like he Yes. Like Yes. Oh, I know. Okay. It bothers me. It does. Really bothers. To me it's like, yeah, exactly. You did the like he could be in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. Beside someone who did the exact same thing as him. Exactly. Do you know and what I mean? That person died. Yeah. And his mix, Kim didn't, so he gets less time. Yeah. It's, it, it's not, it doesn't not, make sense. Doesn't make any me. sense. I wonder, is it there for people? But then there is, there is manslaughter for, for different scenarios. And then there is, you know, premeditated murder and murder. There, there are things in place, but the whole like attempted murder thing, I just, I'm just never happy about it. Do you want to guess how many years? Uh, okay. There's two people involved, so like, ugh, I don't know, is it going to be something like measly, like four years? Four? Yeah. Okay, no, it was more. Seven years. Okay. Seven, okay. Still not good enough. So, seven years now, it's less than ten years. It is not good enough. Mick no, was released not. after three years and two months. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let him out to do it to somebody else or yeah. to the same people. Yeah. These people, like, nearly have their lives taken away from them. They're probably in fecking bits. Their bodies yeah. are probably still recovering. I was like, going to say the same thing. They're probably still damaged. dealing with yeah. those scars and injuries. And now they have to deal with the fact that this animal is on the loose again. He, you know, I, I, he knows where they live yeah. uh, unless they've moved. Yep. Only a few years after his release in 1986... Mick married Pamela Lomax. 
He had three children with Pamela, two sons and a daughter. According to Pamela... Does Pamela know about his history? I don't think so. According to Pamela, Mick was controlling and at night she prayed he would move on to someone else. Pamela's wish was fulfilled when Mick left her for a 14-year-old Heather <gasps> Kehoe. Stop it. I thought we might have been going there. Whenever I heard the 21-year-old is with the 17-year-old, alarm bells did start going I off I know. It's, a seg- like, it's, a, it's not a massive yeah. gap, but it's a gap. It's not a massive gap. And she was technically, I think, 17 is the age of consent in yes. some areas. So it yeah. was kind of like, yeah, you're, you're, you're just okay there. Uh-huh. But it did make me, yeah, okay, so 14. Oh, my yeah. God. And he was 37. <gasps> by this point oh my god with children of his own yeah what a creep yep okay on her 16th birthday heather ran away from her parents house to live with mick immediately heather was pregnant and gave birth to oh, two no. boys this oh, got pregnant at 14 i know no uh, 16 oh this was not enough for mick he wanted a daughter and beat Heather for not giving her one, him oh, one. Oh my god. When she was unable to conceive again. Heather used to have black eyes and bruises. To friends, she would say that she walked into the door or hit her head while hoovering. But they all knew he had done it, but she was too scared to say anything. Heather noticed that Mick was teaching his older sons to be violent towards her. So Heather's sons from the previous marriage. Yes, I believe so. So he has sons already. Why is he so adamant about having a son with her? What's the hell? No, he wants a daughter with her. Sorry, he wants a daughter with her. He wants a daughter. Oh, right. So Heather said to Mick that she was starting to feel homesick and wanted to leave 18 Victory Road. Mick Mm -hmm. became angry and pinned her to the floor. (gasps) The abuse continued. Then, one night in early 2000, Mick attacked Heather again. This time, he held a knife to her throat. What was usual following their arguments was that Mick would lock her outside in the back garden and Heather would have to sleep in the outside toilet until he would let her back in. No. Mm -hmm. But this one night, she had had enough. She climbed over the fence and fled. I was going to say, if he's locked you out of the house, yeah, now's your chance, so I believe. Heather later Although went, you're in the middle of the night with none of your stuff. It's not very nice. And your children are inside. Oh my God, yeah. Heather later went to the police station to report what had happened. A lengthy battle for custody of their two children followed. Thankfully, Mick lost and the children stayed with Heather. After Heather is when the Mick Philpot story really kicks off. Oh my God. Sorry if you can hear the pump from my tan. <laughs> It's actually really relaxing applying this and like watching it come off. I actually do. I don't know anyone else who buys he, she. Do you? Okay, cut that out. I know. <laughs> Miriam. Stop. I'm, I'm sure some of my friends listening know who I said. Miriam, no, you need to. Oh, you are going to cut that I'll cut it out. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. In 2000, months after Heather, a 44-year-old Mick met and started dating Maria Duffy, a 19-year-old single mother who was just out of an abusive relationship. And just like Heather, she too soon got pregnant. 
Maraid gave birth to her first child with Mick, but by the new year, Mick's eye had wandered. The next year, in 2001, Mick met Lisa Willis, a 16-year-old orphan and single mother, (sighs) who became his mistress. Mick, who was living with Maraid at the time, with their child and her previous child, invited Lisa and her child to move in to his council house. With his current partner and children? With Maraid, yeah. He wants, sorry, there's just a lot of names going on. He oh, yeah. wants to bring his mistress into the house, basically. Yeah, wants to bring the mistress into the house. There's a lot of names, okay. but they're going to be the same names from now on. I'm starting to think I might know who this oh, is Oh, I know you Because I remember a man bringing someone into the house and the wife being, like, aware of it. And yep. she slept in a different room or something. Or, mm. Okay. So that's all I can remember. So this baffled Mick's friends and family. They were like, you have two girlfriends living in the house. Mm-hmm. In May 2003, Mick and Maraid got married in a church with Lisa serving as bridesmaid. She was seven months pregnant with Mick's child. Stop it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be a throuple, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, even Joe Exotic married both of his boyfriends. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Treat them the same. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the Catholic Church would let you do that. <laughs> no, <to be laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just, it's just not fair. It was shortly after this, around two thousand and four, two thousand and five, that Mick went to the that Mick went to the council and demanded a bigger council house, telling them it was cramped conditions for his wife, his partner, and nine of his sixteen children. Oh, he is 16 at this point. Uh-huh. And nine living in the house. Oh, my God. And he he, he tells the council about his partner. <laughs> yeah. My wife, oh, my, my partner. partner. <laughs> and I don't know how that would have went down. Like, I don't know. Is that going to get you more? Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to raise more questions. Like, is this guy going to stop? Like, is he going to have another girlfriend and make more babies? Like, mm-hmm. we're supporting all his babies. Like, that's a lot of babies. 16 babies. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like, at some point you have to say, right, when he, when is he going to stop? Do we need all these little Mick? What's his name? Mick? Mick Philpot. Mick is obviously a nickname. What's his full name? Michael. Michael, Michael Philpot. Okay, yeah. okay. Mick. But Derby City Council refused. He was told that the state of his life was his own fault and his own responsibility. <gasps> Love it. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Like, for such an ass, like, he has had so many women. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It kind of boggles the mind, but they're all extremely vulnerable women. He's yep. seeking that type of woman out. He is looking for young, vulnerable yeah, women who he can groom into what yeah. into the what he wants. Mm-hmm. Mick argued back that it was down to the council to look after him and his family because he was unemployed. Okay, so he was entitled to a house 
bigger than his three-bedroom house. But you've already got a house. Okay, well, I guess three bedrooms for that many people is not a lot of rooms for that many people. But I also do hear what the council's saying. It's like, well, you're the one who keep having all these kids. Stop having so many kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you like, Yeah. Well, Mick didn't get the house he wanted. Mm-hmm. So, in 2005, he took his complaint to the local ITV station. And oh for our American listeners, so I know ITV is like, isn't it called independent, independent television? Television? Something like that. It's a TV. I don't, I don't actually. I've never actually thought about it. <laughs> I think it's independent. It's a TV station. It's like yeah, yeah. So Mick believed it's like a local thing. Yes, right. I believe so. So Mick, he believed that if he went to ITV and told them his problems, that they would publicize it. And the publicity would embarrass the council into helping him. Ugh, yes, if they care. Yes, ITV do like ITV news. Yes. Yeah, so he's wanting to get on the news. Yeah. And that is where we will leave this episode. <laughs> All right. Yes. I know, kind of abrupt. I felt like that was very short. That's okay. I don't think it actually was. Yeah, it was just very... Uh, I feel like it lot. was all snippets of information. Like, you just had to get, give us the backstory kind of thing. Backstory. That was like a background. Yeah, so yeah. it was all short pieces of information. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm piecing together um, who this person is. I have a visual in my head. There's a hallway. A hallway? And the... Yeah, I've seen there's a picture in the house and there's a, I feel like was this recreated in a documentary and there's like a hallway and then like on one of the rooms was one one of the women and the other is the other one. I don't know. Are you thinking of the Mormons who had the kids? I think I know this person is what I'm trying to say. Okay, well he... But we'll see. I was giving you the clue with the ITV. Um, So there's an interview of him or something but that doesn't really ring any bells okay well all right find out next yeah. next episode slanawalia okay bye bye me time and murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible references can be found on our instagram page